Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The one that truly reigns is God Almighty himself. The one that wants us to reign and rule in this lifetime. The one that desires for us to reign here in the earth. That's, that's who we serve. We serve a God that wants us to reign here in the earth today. Go to John chapter 8 this morning. We're going to be in John chapter 8, uh, verse 28. We'll start there and we'll continue through verse 30-something or so. And we'll finish up with uh, some, uh, some points about how we ought to reign today in freedom. Reigning in freedom. And uh, again, it won't be a message uh, pertaining to the freedom of the United States of America but reigning in freedom as children of the Most High God. Father, we thank you this morning that we have a chance to reign in freedom because we know Jesus is Lord and Savior, the one who sets us free, and the one who says that we know the truth, the truth makes us free, and we know that truth that well, we are free indeed. God, we pray now in Jesus' name for the hearers of the word today that we will all be hearers of the word, but also doers at the same time, going out of this place changed by the power of the word and, and not doing the same thing we did as we came in the doors. We give you praise now in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 8, verse number 28. Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father taught me, I speak these things. And He who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please Him. As he spoke these words, many believed him. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word and you are my disciples, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? That's a good question, by the way. Jesus answered them and said, he said this, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Verse number 36, last verse we'll read. Therefore, if the son makes you free, then you shall be free Indeed. Go back to John 8, 8, 28 for a minute. And we're going to look at one word here that's going to really help us to understand about reigning in freedom. Reigning in freedom as a child of God, Jesus said to them, he says, when, I, when you lift up the Son of Man, you will, uh, then you'll know that I am he, that I do nothing of myself. When Jesus indicates that he does nothing of himself, he is actually indicating uh, to those folks that, but as, as the Father has taught me, that he does not have his own agenda in mind. He's not got his own plan in mind. If he's going to reign in freedom and, and, and want us to do the very same thing, it's something that we ought to do as well. And that's surrender. The first one is going to be surrender. If Jesus didn't surrender to the Father, he would be operating in his own will here in the earth. How many of you know that he didn't operate in his own will? He did what the Father asked him to do. He said it right here. He says, but he says, uh, 
uh, when, you, when you lift, lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He and that I do nothing of myself. When I do nothing of myself, I am surrendered to somebody else. Did you hear me? When I'm doing nothing of myself, that means that I'm not committed to me to do, do what I want to do. I'm committed to somebody else to do what they want me to do. And so he's indicating right now, he says, but as the Father has taught me. So in order to be surrendered to anybody other than himself, Jesus himself had to be surrendered to the Father in order to be taught. Do you know that you have to surrender your own, watch this, for, watch this watch, real quickly here, you have to surrender your own thinking for a moment to be taught. Because you learn something different as you're taught. When you go to school or go to college or, go, or take a new course or you get a promotion and you learn some new, some new information, you have to surrender your old thought to get the new thought. Hmm. Sometimes, listen to this, sometimes you surrender your old thought to get the new thought. Or you have to allow the new thought to come in so that you say, okay, now I get it. Now I understand it. But if you want to operate in freedom, you need more information, don't you? If you want to operate in freedom, we, we want to have more revelation on how to operate in freedom. Well, most of us can't operate in freedom because we're not choo choosing to surrender ourselves to God's will. When we surrender ourselves to God's will, then we operate in freedom. Now, it seems like a really strange thing because it seems as though when you surrender to somebody else, you're enslaving yourself to them. If you enslave yourself to God, is that a bad thing? Not, not a bad thing at all. But if you enslave yourself to the enemy of your soul, that's a bad thing, which is what most people, have all, listen, all of us have done at one point in our lives. It's, it's enslaved ourselves to the enemy of our soul. And as soon as we surrendered ourselves to God, surrendered all the way to him, he took us and made us free. He took us and made us free. Once you understood the truth about salvation, you understood the truth about your life in Christ, understood the truth about being led by the Spirit, then things begin to change in our lives. We begin to see things change in our lives as a result of that. So Jesus says this, I do nothing of myself. That's a, that's a great time at that point to let people know I, uh, I'm a big shot. It's a great time to let people know, listen, you've been seeing me accomplish some great things around, around here, but here's the deal. When you lift up the Son of Man, then, you will, then you'll know that I am He and that I do nothing of myself. I mean, if you really wanted to brag about who your God was, you say, well, He's empowered me to do some great things and I do everything unto me because that's what He's made me to be. I am more than a conqueror, right? That's how we talk. I am more than a conqueror. But you know, the real, real deal is that we ought to get to the place where we surrender to God and say, I do nothing of myself. Jesus did that. So as Jesus did that, he says, I do that with what the Father has taught me. Now, to sit at the Father's feet and learn from him is an act of surrender. To go and to pray is an act of surrender. Jesus demonstrated that by going and praying before the Father and praying with the Father and learning of the Father and going out and doing what the Father has told him to do. I speak these things is what he says. I speak these things. So the first one is a surrender. We surrender to the Lord himself. Uh, reigning in freedom causes us to surrender, have a surrendered life. A surrendered life. One that is not connected with everybody else around us to the degree that we we're going to surrender ourselves to everybody else but we're surrendering to the Lord Almighty himself. If you want freedom, you want to reign in freedom, live a surrendered life. Now, that's not easy for us Christian folks today because we have been, we've, we're filled with the word of God and we've got all these things about who we are. We're kings and priests in this lifetime, but do you know what? The king of kings himself surrendered to the father. He surrendered to the father himself. Number two, go back to John chapter eight, verse number 29. 
And we're going to look at another, another key element here, 29 and 30, I believe it's going to be. Uh, 29 and 30, he says, and he, and he went, and he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. Now, I, I like that because, you know what? If you are surrendered, you might not be as secure. Put your hands up. You don't feel secure because this is, this is open, this is open. Put your hands up. Somebody could shoot you, punch you, do all kind of things to you. Surrender, right? But you might not be as secure. Jesus says this. He says, Jesus said to the Jews, um, 30, I'm sorry, verse number 29. And he, went, and he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me, for I always do those things that please him. I'm surrendered, right, first of all. And then he says, as he spoke these words, many believed him. Now, Jesus was also secure. <laughs> he was not only surrendered, but he was secure. He was surrendered to the Father. Well, watch this. If I walk around with my hands up, I, may not feel, I personally may not feel as secure. But if I walk like this, <laughs> I, see, I can, I can, I can. I can do a whole bunch of stuff. I can, I, can, I can grab your hand. I can punch you. I can knock you down. I can tackle you. But my hands are up like this. I'm surrendered. I might not be as secure. Jesus was secure in, in the Father. He says, for I always do those things. I'm reading read it again to you. For the Father has not left me alone. Secure. The Father has not left me alone. For I always do those things that please him. I'm secure in myself to know that when I do the things that please him, it's going to bless everybody else and bless me too. Are we secure enough to reign in freedom like that? See, are we reigning in freedom because we're secure, because we surrender to God first and foremost? Are we reigning in freedom because we're secure in God? Because, again, he, we have to realize that God has not left us alone. I often feel alone. I don't want to say that all the time, but I feel alone sometimes. You can be in a room full of people and feel alone. Insecure. <laughs> Insecure. Surrender to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, desiring to be secure in him, but not really secure because you're still feeling as though that surrender is really up to me to protect myself when I'm surrendered. When I am surrendered, it's not about me protecting myself. It's being secure in him, knowing that he's got my back, knowing that God's got me all the time. I'm securing him. He's never left him alone. He says, I, for the Father has not left, not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. Uh, as he spoke these words, many believed him. Watch this part. When you're secure, people have a tendency to believe you. They have a tendency to, to want to say, you know, you know what? I don't know what it is about that person, but they seem to, they, they seem to really have it going on to the degree that, that, that nothing really bothers them. Nothing really gets on their nerves. Has anybody ever felt like you weren't you around somebody that was secure and they just kind of was just steadfast? They were immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Well, those are the folks that you want to be around. Matter of fact, that's the kind of person you want to be, the kind of person I want to be. But I can't get there unless I'm surrendered, first of all, to the place where I'm saying, okay, I know that in this state right here, of my surrendered state, I know, God, that you got me. 
I can try to protect myself, but I have to stay surrendered in order to be free. Listen, I've got to stay surrendered in order to be free. <laughs> wow. Wow. When the police come to get somebody and they said, put your hands up, they are no longer free. Am I right? They're no, no, listen, they put their hands up, they're no longer free. Well, they're about to be arrested. They're about to be arrested for put into bondage. When we put our hands up and surrender to God, we have just experienced freedom. We just got it. He just received us unto himself to set us free. Whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. See, we're surrendering to God to get out of the murk and the mire, to get out of the mess that we've been in, so that we can come into the marvelous kingdom of God, so we can now be secure in him. So security as a result of freedom, uh, listen, our freedom comes as a result of surrendering, number one, and then our freedom comes as a result of being, understanding we're secure in him as well, knowing he's never going to leave us nor forsake us. Number three, I'm going to read this to you. Number three, we're going to read this real quickly, John 8, 31. And then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, who was who he speaking to? The Jews. What did they do? They believed him. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth that you know shall make you free. Now, I'm going to raise this one down a little bit more because this is, a, this is more about being specific. We've got surrender. That's the part where we're like, oh, I'm done. Then we got secure in him knowing that he's got our back all the time. He will never leave us or forsake us like the Father never left Jesus the same way. So we, he's got us that, that way. But Jesus says something very interesting here. He says, Jesus said to, to, to the Jews, specifically speaking to who? The Jews. Specifically speaking to the Jews, those who believed, believed him, to those Jews who believed him, he was speaking, speaking to a specific group of people. If you want to reign in freedom, look for the specifics. Look for the things that are specifically for you. Look for those things that are going to be specifically for you to hear and hold on to. Jesus said this, he, those who believe, if you abide in my word, was that a specific word that he was giving them? It was an absolute specific word he was giving them. He said, if you, you Jews, abide in what? My word. Not just any word, but the word of God himself. The word that Jesus would speak to them right that, at that moment. To reign in freedom, we'd have to understand what it means to, be, to, to have a specific word from God. Have a specific word from him. So if you abide in my word, you are what? My disciples indeed. Now, indeed is like, indeed is like, absolutely. Indeed is like, show enough, show enough. Indeed is like, you're, you are there for real. Indeed is, is indicating that this is not a, a plaything. You are really in the deal. You've not come this far and, 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 and just messed up. You are really my disciples because you've done some specific things. 
First of all, you be, those who believe him, you abide in the word. And number three, you have to do something. You become disciples indeed. The two actions that cause you to become disciples indeed is believing in him and abiding in the word. But first of all, we had to surrender to him. Realize that we're secure in him in order to receive the specific instruction from him. We get specific instruction from him, those of us who believe. He says we abide in his word and we are, listen, uh, we, we believe in him first and foremost. And then we abide in his word. Then we become disciples indeed. Now watch this part. There are many folks that are disciples, but not disciples indeed. Disciples can be anybody that you come across and talk to, that you give instruction to. They may not be disciples indeed. You've got folks that you know that have heard the same thing you've heard and not doing the same thing you're doing. Disciples indeed do the things that the word of God says to do. They believe and they abide in the word. So there's some believers, there's some Jews that didn't believe. They were disciples. There's some Jews that didn't abide in the word. They were disciples. But those that believed and were abiding in the word were disciples indeed. They were doing the thing. They were living it out. They were understanding that I've got a hold of him in whom I believe, Jesus, and I've got a hold of his word, which I'm abiding in. And as I abide in that, he said, I'm his disciple indeed. Now, would there be any room for doubt at that point regarding somebody abiding indeed? There's no room for doubt when you know you believe in him and you know that you are in position of abiding in his word, holding on to his word. And then he goes on a little bit further. Not only are you my, my disciples indeed, here's the next part about it. He says this, and you shall know the truth. And you shall know the truth. You shall know the truth. Now, the truth is very specified. The truth is very specific. The truth is all right, all by itself. The truth is not something that will this part of it over here is true, and this part of it over here, listen, when you get anything that's half truth, it's not truth. You can have a little bit, listen, a whole glass full of water, you put a little bit of cyanide in the water, that makes the water not good. You can drink it if you want to. You drink it if you want to, it's not pure water anymore, is it? No, it's not that way at all. It says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So reigning in freedom... Three components so far is a surrendered life. Reigning in freedom is another one, a secure life. Understanding you're secure in Christ. Reigning in freedom, we understand too that we live a specific kind of life. We have a specific kind of belief that we have in God. We have a specific kind of understanding that we abide in his word. And if we do that, he says we're his disciples indeed. And then, we, and then you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Now watch this part. Knowing the truth, then means that you get free. The truth, okay. You can know the truth all day long. But if you don't know it deep, no, no. If you don't know it deep, you'll still walk in bondage. Did, did you hear me? We'll still walk in bondage if we... Well, I know the truth. I know what I know what you said. I heard you. Yeah, mom, my dad, I got it. If they knew it, they'd do it. 
They live in it, right? No, no. If we knew it, we'd live in it. In freedom, reign in freedom. But when we don't know it, we kind of stumble around and we, we vacillate back and forth and we try to figure it out if I'm doing the right thing or not. And this and the oh, come on, you don't know the truth. See, if we want to reign in freedom, surrendered. Yes. Although I'm surrendered, I'm still secure because he's got my back. I'm still secure. He's got my back. I've got specific word coming to me. I'm believing in him. I'm abiding in his word. I am his disciple indeed. And then he says, I'll know the truth. I've got to go through a whole lot of stuff, a lot of steps here before I get to know the truth. It's not going to be something to just read and I get it. How many of you always comprehend everything you read the first time? See, I read some things the first time and I go, oh, no, they don't mean good for me. Read the rest of the paragraph. Oh, that's what they meant. They're reinforcing that they really want to bless me. You see, until I comprehend, I won't act on in a right manner. Ah, <laughs> oh, you didn't get that. You didn't get that. Until I comprehend, I won't act on in a right manner. But what I will do is act in a wrong manner, and that is not knowing the truth. When I know the truth, I'll reign in victory. I'll reign in victory because it's a very specific word, a very specific thing that comes to us. 831. Let's move on. Let's move on. 830. What did I say? 831? 836. Jump to 36 for a second here. 36. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Let's just back up for a minute. Verse 30, 30, uh, 'Cause Jesus talked about them being free and who the son and then you should know the truth and the truth make you free. Then this guy's they say, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say, talking to Jesus, how can you say you will be made free? Isn't that a good question? We've never been in bondage to anyone. A, a bad part about it is not be, is being in bondage and not knowing you're in bondage. You get that on the way home. He says, Jesus answered them and said, said, most assuredly, he said, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Watch this. If you're a slave of something, you, you kind of know you're a slave of something. But you might even get to the point where you think that you're okay because you're, you've been taking orders and you're feeling good and, you, and, you got, and they're treating you okay as a slave. You might feel wonderful for a little while, but at some point, they will cut you off if you get too old. They're going to cut you off if you, if you can't produce anymore. They're going to cut you off and, and, and send you somewhere else because you're not getting the job done that needs to be done by a slave. You see, slaves are to do work, produce. But a son abides forever. Watch this. A son abides forever in the house. A son abides forever in the house whether he does something or not. The son abides forever in the house no matter what he does or doesn't do. The son abides forever. So he's indicating to these guys, you guys have been slaves, you've not even known it really. You don't even know you've been slaves. Therefore, if the son makes you free, I like when he puts therefore. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Now, we talked about 
Three things so far. Being surrendered, being secure, being specific, and now we're talking about being sure. If the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. We get that part. That's good. But then he moves on and says, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. If the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. You shall be sure of your freedom. You shall reign in freedom because the Son has done the thing called setting you free. There's not been, not been a deal about you getting free on your own. I love this part. I love this part. Slaves can't set slaves free. But the Son can set you free. And when the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. The slave might tell you, it's okay, they don't mind, go ahead and do that. It's okay, we always do that kind of thing. You knew the slave game, no problem. You can do this kind of thing right here, and the master won't get upset with you. The slave can't help, he can help you navigate enslaved him, help you navigate in the slave kingdom, but he can't help you get out of the slave kingdom into the kingdom of God. Only the son can do that. And when the son does that, whom the son sets free, is free indeed. So, we're reigning in freedom, surrendered. Reign in freedom, secure. Reign in freedom with a specific understanding of his word about us. Reign in freedom, absolutely sure. Sure, that, uh, sure as sure can be that we're free. I mean, sure as sure can be that we're free. Talk about assurance of salvation? Yes. You're talking about being, living life and life more abundantly? Yes. You're talking about being healed in your physical body? Yes. You're talking about having a right mind in him, the mind of Christ? Yes. You're talking about walking in newness of life? Yes. You're talking about having a life that's whole and complete in him? Yes. You're talking about having a mind that's free? No confusion? Yes. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Are you surrendered today? Are you secure in him today? Are you specific in your understanding about who he is? Are you abiding in his word today? Are you sure? That's the questions that we're asking today about freedom. That's what we're asking about freedom today. Are we reigning in freedom or are we just pretending? We want to reign. Does anybody want to reign today? Does anybody want to reign today? Father, we bless you today for those that are here. That we reign in freedom today. We reign because you allow us to reign. We bless you, Father, for the words you've given us on this day. That we're not just going to hold on to an old stale word, but we want a right now ready word. And you've given us to us, that, that to us today. Father, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice this morning that you would keep our hearts and minds stayed on you and that we would see the salvation of the Lord being unfolded in our lives that we've never seen it before. We'll always run to you. We'll not run to another, not, not try to figure out somebody else's life, but we'll always run to you, knowing that you're our God, you're our King. God, as you have your way in our midst, show yourself to be big on behalf of the saints of God. God, we pray now in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I thank you for those that are here that uh, most of us, we all know Jesus as Lord and Savior. 
But Father, I pray that you would just anoint us, every one of us, anoint our lips to be able to speak as a tenable ready writer, to touch somebody's life today as we go about these, this, out these doors, that we'd communicate the gospel in such a way that somebody else begins to surrender, that somebody gets, gets to a place where they get understanding that they can be secure in Christ, that somebody gets to a place where they realize that, Father, they can be specifically understand that they can get a hold of the word of God and abide in it forever. And then absolutely get to a place where they can be sure that God wants them on his team. God, I pray now for every person, Father, that understand my voice, that we go throughout this week touching the lives of people that you bring across our pathway, that you'd cause us to minister life to them and let us be uh, able to give life to those that are in need of it. God, we praise you and thank you in the name of Jesus. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning we're going to receive the elements of communion. Bruce is going to come. And he's going to minister the word of God to us in a, in a specific way. But also realize, too, that as you're receiving the elements of communion, this is the time for healing. Healing in your body, no matter what capacity you're going through, no matter what you're going through in your mental capacity or your physical body, God wants to bring healing to you. So, uh, Bruce, go ahead. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Free indeed. Free indeed. Not just a word, free indeed. Thank you, Pastor, for bringing the word, bringing the truth. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.